Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast was brought to you by Dragon Shield. Check out the affiliate link down below to help support the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Play to Win podcast. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, I am still in vocal recovery here. It sounds a little bit like Optimus Prime-ish, though. There are moments. Actually, I'm just going to not include this bit then, because if if I just sound like Optimus Prime, that's... I think it's good. That's Optimal Prime. I think you should stick with this, honestly. I I hope this is just my new voice now, because if that's the case, (laughs) I'm going to sound like a badass. Definitely. Nice. Awesome. Well, speaking of badass, we have a badass topic today. Nice. I like that. Today, we're going to do the Alpha Set Review. Now, if you're wondering if Alpha recently came out... (laughs) Technically, it's older than me. Yeah, technically, no. No. <laughs> but I thought it would be fun if we just did like a whole fucking set review like we do for new sets for the cards in Alpha that see play in CD- CEDH. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great idea. Now, normally when we do set reviews, we're talking about how we think the cards will do. We're, we're speculating because the cards aren't out yet, but these cards are out. We know how good they are. We know. So I thought we were just going to like pretend like these are brand new and like all of the other cards in magic already exist. So like CEDH yeah. is a thing. Like we're not trying to start CEDH over from zero. Cause there's no legendary creatures in the set. When you say pretend, do you mean that I should go, Oh, demonic tutor. What does this card do like that? Pretend. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to like be a full fucking character or anything, but I think that's how I would see a new I card. So, oh, whoa, a new right? card. Sp- Every time a new spoiler comes out, Dylan puts on a top hat and his mustache twirls up. Fascinating. What is this? I'm not a great actor, I don't think. So I don't know if I'll be able to do all that, but I can. we can try to evaluate the cards. And- Disagree. I saw you on the Jank Lords episode, and you were fucking phenomenal, man. Wait, I need a director, though. Without a director, I'm nothing. All right. Well, I'll try to direct you as best as I can. I'm usually okay. pretty bossy, so that seems okay. like that can be done. I'm into it. All right. We're going to work our way backwards this time, and we're going to start with the lands. And we got a whole new cycle of lands to talk about, Dylan. They're better than any other land we've ever seen before. Yeah, I would say that's definitely true. These are the best lands that exist in Magic. These are the dual lands. I can't believe we haven't titled any lands the dual lands before. (laughs) These lands are just like the shock lands, but there's no downside upon entering the battlefield. Yeah, uh, they're easily fetchable with all of the Zendikar lands that already exist. Yep. They <laughs> they come in untapped with no uh, issue whatsoever. Doesn't matter how many opponents you have, and it doesn't cost life to tap them for a certain color. Yeah. It's like we've been waiting for this for years. <laughs> Yeah, no, these would these I these would blow my fucking mind if I hadn't seen them and they were printed right now. Yeah, these are these are just the best lands that we have access to in CDH. They make five color decks great. Yeah. Thank God we have them. Oh man. Good new information we're delivering to people. Yes, right. <laughs> All right. So our next card then is Winter Orb. 
Winthrop is a card that well, I, I have so, to read it. Hold on, we okay. don't know what this card does. <laughs> I feel like I have to talk about it in like the history of CDH. Otherwise, it's just like <laughs> you mean the future of CEDH. Yes, I guess so. All right, so Winter Orb is a two colorless artifact. Oh, you know what? I was about to read like the actual text on the card. Oh, you should do that because it's printed in alpha. Is it, read it how the, the text on the card. Yes, exactly. I have to make sure that I'm reading exactly what the card says. So Winter Orb is two mana for a continuous artifact. It says players can untap only one land each during untap phase. Are you sure it said it like that? Players can untap only one land each during untap phase. Creatures and artifacts are untapped as normal. Okay, I'm glad the clarification is there because I was pretty confused. I had no idea what this did either. Now, remember, the way that artifacts work is that if they're tapped, their ability doesn't happen. Is that written on this card? No. So this is from. So that's just part of the game at this point. That's just how alpha fucking worked. Yeah, that's just how magic worked at this point. There was no need for clarification because that's how artifacts worked. If they were tapped, they didn't work. Whereas now, I'm waiting for clarification because at no point in any further printings does it clarify that until ultimate masters eternal masters where it says as long as winter orb is untapped okay to be honest i kind of missed this part of artifacts i feel like this was a good thing to have was it just too confusing do you think is that why it was removed probably right just like just like unnecessarily confusing or something to me it makes perfect sense when it's tapped it can't block it can't do its thing it means used it's been used used. yeah so i kind of i i like the i like i just especially like those old artifacts that are powerful that work that way decks like commanders like urza and stuff being able to manipulate that is super cool there's also that new or that old green we can't keep this up i can't do it i can't we gotta we gotta cut the charade we gotta just talk about the cards we're just gonna talk about the cards then (laughs) well there is that new green red commander that whose name begins with an M that also does the same thing as Urza, basically. It's on the screen right now. But that's really all that it does is just work with that. Um, but otherwise, Winter Orb, very good sax piece in those decks, but not really something you want to play outside of like commanders that it works well with that can tap it i think so yeah if it doesn't if you can't break parity with it on your commander i don't think you should play it stacks pieces are already pretty risky and you really need to make sure that they work out in your favor so if you can't do that consistency consistently don't bother the next card is called time vault have you seen this one in the spoilers (laughs) this is two mana for an artifact tap to gain an additional turn after the current one Time Vault doesn't untap normally during untap phase. To untap it, you must skip a turn. Time Vault begins tapped. How much different do you think CDH would be if this card was not banned in Commander? It would be so ubiquitous. It's important to note that this card with one of the keys, Manifold Key and Voltaic Key. Correct. You can, with both of these two cards for three total mana-ish, you can uh, take infinite turns, basically. Take turns for the rest of the game. This is a very popular strategy in Vintage. This is like one of the best things you can do in Vintage. Especially because the keys work really well with your mana artifacts. Right, so. so things like Grim Monolith and Mana Crypt, if you're playing those things, it can be extra broken within CDH. We are playing those things, so it would be insane. I feel like this would be like way better than Thoracle Demonic Consultation. Oh, it, I 100% right? agree that it would be yeah. the biggest problem of the format. It would be the be- it would be the new best because co- uh, it's in colorless. The format. You yeah. just go dark ritual, and then you have the two pieces that you need out. They're both artifacts. They're super like easy to find, and so I like it would just it would go in every single deck. I think. Yeah, I think it would be nobody would talk about Thassa's Oracle anymore because it would be clear that that's the problem. Yeah, it is a cool card though. I mean, it's one of the reasons why Vintage is so cool because this like very like historically broken card still sees play in that format. And when you read it, it's 
it's not really supposed to be broken because the next turn then or you skip a turn but you're you never gain the opportunity to skip a turn because you're always taking the turn after this one it's like the quintessential magic combo i think it's such an easy to explain a plus b um yeah it's great I, I if it wasn't cdh it would be the strongest thing to do in cdh for sure yeah most definitely speaking of strong things to do in cedh soul ring is one colorless mana and it says add two colorless mana to your mana pool tapping this artifact can be played as an interrupt so just in case you were wondering you this, can do that at instant speed also this is when the if the stack was different the stack didn't exist right only things that were interrupts could be there was like an order of which you could play the spells or something. I have no idea how pre-stack magic worked. I'm pretty sure there was like different, there was sorcery speed, there was instant speed, and then there was also uh, interrupt speed or maybe interrupt was, at, I don't know. Either way, uh, Soul Ring, we don't have to talk about why Soul Ring is good. I often have an argument with uh, my friend Justin, uh, which card is stronger in all of Magic, uh, Soul Ring or Black Lotus. I think they're very close in power level, and we I always go back and forth and can never come to a, a strong answer. I think Soul Ring is as powerful as Black Lotus, basically. Wow, that's funny. I totally disagree with really? you. Yeah, I mean, Soul Ring should be part of the Power 9 instead of Time Twister. But I don't think it comes close to the... You think Black Lotus is better? The burst of mana that Black Lotus can gives you lets you do things that Soul Ring will never let you do. Yeah. Soul Ring is great then when you untap with it later, but Black Lotus, you don't even have to untap. You're just winning that turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're, you're probably right, honest. Black Lotus is Black Lotus, and I, I'm not going to like argue strongly that Soul Ring is better than it, but... I know, because I am right. right. That's I, how... I think, I think it's close. I, that, that's all. I, I think it's close. Like, Soul Ring is about as powerful i think i realistically do think it's close especially like it depends on the format like i think if you're playing in um like say like vintage cube or something like that yeah. i think like soul ring gets a little bit better because it's not likely that your games are going to end on turn one soul ring will like make you more mana over the course of that that's a really good point too especially when like your opponent has a humongous percent chance to not have a soul ring too. Like it in cube, it really skyrockets your win percentage. Right. But I'm not, I'm not a, a vintage cube expert. I'm not going to talk about that. Just soul ring is good. It's great in CDH. We don't have to talk about it much more than that. I don't think spend too much time with it. I mean, the next one, we won't have to talk about a ton either. It's the mox cycle. Oh yeah. Mox Emerald, for example, says add one green to your mana pool. Tapping this artifact can be played as an interrupt. I wish these were playable in CDH, not playable. I mean like not banned is what I mean. They're obviously, insanely playable if they were allowed honestly i feel like they should be allowed you think yeah i mean why not i mean if we're <laughs> right why not if Fuck we're it. gonna if we're gonna be able to play like all these other great artifacts you know that are free and can make mana we might as well be able to play these right i i guess the the cost aspect of it would be kind of frustrating for a lot of people yeah and but we're proxying anyway we're proxying anyway yeah. and then this would be another prize instead of having to give out time twisters as prizes you can give out cards that people actually want to play instead of sell yeah maybe yeah i mean i of course wish there were more reason i i want to play the mox obviously like I, I would love to so much and to be honest i'm not sure how much it would drastically change the format it, i mean it's it's just one card it's just one extra piece of ramp five color well, decks would profit quite a lot it's not yeah that's the thing like some decks gain access to four of them and like, right you just get to cut more lands and you have 20 land thrasios decks yeah it would whoa yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> 
<laughs> I definitely think it would be more and more difficult. It would be very difficult to not want to play four and five color decks when you had access to four moxes versus two moxes. I think that's kind of a big difference. Yeah, I mean, it's already pretty hard to not want to play four or five color decks, so it just really exacerbates the problem. But yeah, they would be um, the strong. Yeah, they would be like the strongest artifacts in the format. Yeah, hands down. Besides Soul Ring, maybe. Besides, uh, yeah, probably. Or... Uh, maybe some other cards that we'll talk about soon. Okay. Our next card is Mana Vault. This card, oh my god, hold up. Give yeah, me a what's second. the original text on this? Give it to us. All right, it says, tap to add three colorless mana to your mana pool. Mana Vault doesn't untap normally during untap phase. To untap it, you must pay four mana. If Mana Vault remains tapped during your upkeep, it does one damage to you. Tapping this artifact can be played as an interrupt. So this doesn't really have the beginning of the upkeep trigger here right. on the original wording. It just, it makes it sound like you can untap four mana at any time. And if it just so happens to be untapped on your upkeep, you can, you, you lose life. Did we have an upkeep in the beginning? Was there always an upkeep? I'm pretty sure there was always an There's upkeep. There's been an upkeep from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. And now like this wording makes it a lot more powerful in my opinion, because Currently, you have to, like, basically take your turn off to untap the mana vault, whereas at this point, instead of that, you can hold up your mana, and if you don't end up casting your counterspell, then you'd be able to put your mana into it. Yeah, like how Grim Monolith works. So they totally powered down mana vault since then, and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Uh, when do you play mana vault in CDH? Like, what's the requirement in your head? If I'm playing ad nauseum or if my commander costs five mana. Yeah. What if your commander costs five mana, but it's, it's three color pips and two generic. That's when I like it. It's still, it's still three okay. color pips and two generic. If it's more color pips, then I don't like it. Sure. Okay. So if it's all right. So if it was five mana, but it, four of that was pip. No. Correct. Yes. If it was Wooberg, I hate it. Not good at all. I'm basically with you there. If I need to cast Ad Nauseam or if my commander, I really like my commander to require the three generic before I take it, but there are some like Corvold I would still play it. There are, you know, I'm a Corvold I'm playing Ad Nauseam, so it double laps, but if it was just two generic, I think I probably still would. The, the effect is just even Rite of Flame is strong, which is, you know what I mean? Like one, one mana to make two mana, it can still be powerful. Um, Mana Vault is great. I love this card. I mean, if you play like Smothering Tithe in your deck, that makes you want to play it more too. So like if you just, even outside of your commander, if you just have like three to five mana, very impactful draw or advantage engines, fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I It's, if you play, also if you play Dark Ritual, I also think like this is kind of in the same boat. And it also can turbo out your Mana Rock sometimes too. I guess it's true. If you, if you want a ritual, like this is a, this is a ritual. It's the epitome of a ritual. Yeah. I love Mana Vault. And then even bonus, if you have like artifact strategies or Seedborn Muse strategies. Oh yeah. Extra great stuff. If you can untap it for some other way. Yeah. Here's a card, Black Lotus. Have you ever heard of this card? Strongest card in all of Magic. Yes. It's this... stronger than Sol Ring. It is. I know it's stronger than Sol Ring, but it's close. I think it's close. I, I think it's probably really close. It's probably a lot closer than I think it is, but it definitely sways to Black Lotus. Yeah. I play this uh, Black Lotus in my vintage Hogak deck. I think every uh, vintage deck plays it. Because yeah, it's I play the this fucking in every vintage ever. <laughs> deck I've ever played. Yeah. Any format that you can play Black Lotus in, it's, it's the best card to play. It adds three mana of any single color of your choice to your mana pool, then is discarded i love how when it was just discarded but even though that meant sacrificed it's so funny how text has changed do you think that you will ever own a black lotus do i think i will ever own a black lotus that is probably the coolest question you've ever asked me on the podcast yeah give it to me no, no. 
I'm being honest here. No, no. I, mean, I don't even know if it's like a monetary thing or if it's just like I'll fall out of magic by the time I can afford one. Yeah. I, I don't know at one point the investment stops being an investment and I just finally admit that it's been just for me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. In the back of your head, you're like, it'll be a down payment for a house one day when you really, you know, like, no, I'm going to hold no, these things until they're like, worth have pennies. a separate down payment for the house and then like still keep my magic cards. Yeah, I don't think that I would ever own it either. And if I did was ever gifted it somehow, I would probably just sell it right away. I just they're worth a lot of money. I, I wouldn't mean, tell the guy who gave it to me that I'm selling it either. I, no, I don't think I would either. No, I would feel bad. Like whoever is gifting you a black lotus loves you so much. I know you kind of can't get rid of it, right? You kind of like can't, right? Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, if you're out there and you don't know what to do with your money, <laughs> Basalt Monolith is a card we've seen a ton on Play to Win. This is a three-mana mono artifact that taps to add three colorless mana to your mana pool, period. Does not untap as normal during untap phase, comma, but can be untapped at any time for three mana. That's not a complete sentence. Did you say mono artifact? It is a mono artifact. Really? Yes. I never noticed that, that it said mono artifact. Yes. What it's is mono one artifact? artifact? So mono means one right. or sick, remember? Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. What was the other option? Was it Holly artifact? Was that a real artifact? Which means two. No. You're lying. Or three or more. Yeah, no, there were poly artifacts that were continuous artifacts. Is is that real? Do I not know this about magic history? Oh, I feel like I feel like such a child. I'm learning something new. Is this real? Poly artifacts. It's like Winter Orb. So Winter Orb was a continuous artifact. Which is poly? Or it said continuous artifact. Give me a second here. I just pulled up the wiki. Okay. So there's a, the obsolete terms are the exact ones that we just said. Mono artifact, which uh, is an obsolete term that appeared on artifacts with activated abilities that caused the artifact to become tapped as a cost. Okay. That's where mono comes in. You tap it to use it once. I see. Okay. And then something has to untap it. Oh, okay. Poly artifacts were artifacts with activated abilities that didn't cause the artifact to be tapped so like something that you put mana into to get an ability i never like knew that. this that's yeah. nuts okay you should you should listen to mark rosewater's podcast there's like some really good shit in there yeah and then continuous artifacts is like winter orb just cards that have static text on them got it continuous artifacts are called yes okay and it was those 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 three artifact types. Those were the three original artifact types that they had. Yeah. And now all of those would just be artifacts. They just say artifact. They're on all. Them, yeah. that's, they're all artifact. You don't clarify based off of how you activate. No, but you have like subcategories of right. artifacts. It's still. interesting that there's like equipments and vehicles now that weirdly seem like they're like kind of the same as that. So it's kind of strange that they got rid of it and then yeah, brought, right? brought it's something a, back in a different way. It's a type of artifact that abides by these specific rules. Specific rules. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. All right, wild. We're gonna move into green, and wild growth is our first card that we're gonna talk about here. How is this one worded? Like trash, I think, right? When tapped, target land provides one green mana in addition to the mana it normally provides. It still says enchant land on it, but it's just, that's just when <laughs> tapped is just a funny way to say this. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah. I own a beta copy of this, which I cherish, cherish very much. This card's awesome. I wish it saw a little bit more play in CDH. Um, I feel like it used to, but green's fallen out of favor a touch. 
mean, hasn't gotten a ton of new cards recently, and therefore it's kind of fallen behind in power level. And this is, I think, one of the stronger cards in green. Honestly, it's technically better than any mana dork that you would play because mana dorks are now susceptible to orcish bowmaster and other creature removal and this is a way to get green mana with haste essentially quote unquote haste is what i'm doing here if you can enchant a land that hasn't been tapped yet it basically pays for itself if you can use the two mana right away on it so it's free in that scenario basically there's nothing else that has that same rate the only thing that's similar is like a spring leaf drum or something like that that's a one mana to tap for a mana um, that you can do it right away. So it's kind of uniquely in its own power level with Utopia Sprawl, I think, are the only two cards that kind of do that on a land. I mean, they're not good enough on to add Arbor Elf to your deck, which is really what makes these cards pop off more. I definitely used to do. I feel like we definitely used to do that. If you had like both of those, you'd play the Arbor Elf too, yeah, but, but not that, anymore. That just like never comes up It anymore. doesn't come up enough. Yeah, and now Arbor Elf is exceptionally bad. Speaking of elves, though, the Llanowar Elf is in this original set too. This says tap to add one green mana to your mana pool. This ability can be played as an interrupt. I love that this is Llanowar Elves. It's plural. And why, it's, why is that? It just has one elf it's on just, it. Yeah, like, why is that? It's just one elf. It is very dumb, yeah. Card's great. Issue with Bowmaster. That's just kind of the scenario right now, yeah. The next one's better. Uh, uh, definitely, yeah. Fast Bond. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. Bandon Commander? Or, no, not Bandon Commander. Just not good. This card is it has to be banning commander yeah this card, if, it's gotta be if burgeoning and exploration are nuts and lands decks could you imagine playing fast bond like in your casual ac deck wait can you double check it says commander banned right in front of me all right good good yeah good. <laughs> so fast bond for those of you who don't know because it is banning commander this is one green for an enchantment that says you may put as many lands into play as you want each turn that's the original text as many as many lands as you want and then it says fast bond deals one damage to you for every land beyond the first you played in a single turn who cares who gives a shit <laughs> who gives take, a shit? i'll take six damage real quick running a ton of lands now i have crown i don't know at first glance you think it's really good with ad nauseum and then at second glance you're like hmm maybe it's not so good with ad nauseum and then on third glance i think you realize that it is quite good with ad nauseum because now instead of having to nause for 30 you can just nause for like 15 and because you have like six or seven untapped lands maybe out of that you don't have to go quite as deep to find the fast mana because you have the mana to cast the spells do you know what i mean honestly i wasn't even thinking about that because i think of it as in like my opening hand when i have like it's it's fine there but like we talk about with like exploration and burgeoning like you don't play a lot of lands so when your openers max out at one or two like you get that burst of mana real quick up front but unlike soul ring you're not untapping with extra mana that you weren't gonna have without it yeah unless you can put in like more than three or you know what i mean like if you can put in a bunch and i, I it's great with things like wheels things that are giving you access to a, a flurry of cards all at one that's time that's a good point too okay so maybe i'm wrong even on turn one you play like another card and then like on your next turn you wheel and then you draw a bunch and you get to still ramp out yeah that is still really good yeah it would be pretty good with wheels it would be yeah no 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 wonder it's banned and commander it would definitely be one of the stronger things to be doing as well yeah exactly it would give green some a real big boost that it needs right now I guess that's sure. true. Maybe we should be unbanning Fast Bond. So the next one is Channel. Also Bandit Commander. Also Bandit Commander, yeah. This says, uh, for two green, it's a sorcery that says, until end of turn, you may add colorless mana to your mana pool for one life each. These additional... These additions are... P- the fuck? It's so dark. <laughs> these additions are... 
played with the speed of an interrupt. With the speed of an interrupt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's from a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> they were probably watching Monty Python when they were writing this shit. <laughs> and with the speed of an interrupt, I will add one mana to my mana pool for the cost of one life. Dude, we got to start talking like that when we play. We do. Also, life spent in this way is not considered damage. Interesting. Talk about a sentence that would blow my mind <laughs> if this just came out like that. What do you mean it's not considered damage? <laughs> well, it's life loss. You're paying life. Well, do, is that like a known separation in alpha? Oh, oh if I, I mean, apparently. If this was the in the first pack that I cracked, I would be like, what is happening? This is bullshit. I hate this game already. I mean, in CDH, this would be even more busted than this is in 60 card. You have 40 life. You could do so much with this card. It would be incredibly powerful. Yeah, you think Ad Nauseam is good now? Yeah, gaining access to I mean, what's the, uh, the red one that is a way worse version of this the creature in goto dockside extortionist nope four mana oh you mean treasonous ogre treasonous ogre treasonous ogre is still close to playable at a much much worse rate than channel but yeah channel is like one of the first combo decks ever historically broken magic card. channel fireball yeah now you owe us money guys <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so Birds of Paradise is our next card. Very iconic card. For one green, it says Summon Mana Birds, which I love. <laughs> it also says Flying Slash Slash Tap to add one mana to your mana pool. And then the same fucking interrupt clause that's on everything. This is probably one of the last few remaining good green cards in CDH. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Green uh, sucks in CEDH right now, and Birds of Paradise is like the only one toughness mana dork that I would even consider playing and still cut. Yeah, the the mana fixing is is just still so great. But yeah, you can't you can't deny that. Everyone knows why birds is good. Here is a good card. We're moving on to red now, and Wheel of Fortune is the first card we're going to talk about. They finally upgraded Wheel of Misfortune. Thank God. It took them long enough. What was that card? That card sucked. This one's way better. Yeah, I'm going back to the old bit. <laughs> For two and a red, both players. That's funny. Both. Both players must discard their hands and draw seven new cards. If this was how it was like written, if this you was and just target you player, and target player do this, uh, we would be way worse. Uh, or way better? I don't know. Honestly, it would be way better, right? It would be better, I like, think. I feel like the wheel isn't good for like the wheel payoffs and stuff like because of orcish bowmaster or because of something else like i feel like it's great in like a storm setting and like if that 
Phrasing, I think, would open it up to being played in more decks than it currently is and feeling good in more decks. I think so, yeah. If you could target wheel one player and, like, not wheel another player, like, if the player mulligan to two, and, like, I don't want you to wheel, but I want you who just uh demonic tutor last turn i want you yeah. to wheel i want the non i want the non-blue deck to wheel so that i can win the game and not feel bad about just giving them the counter spell that stopped me yeah that would be that would be really good um wheel of fortune i think is a card that has lost a little bit of oom for me but i do think it's very powerful in decks that are all about wheeling i think rogsai is a deck like this that plays four wheels and is trying to actively wheel a bunch um if you're all in on that strategy i think wheels are still really good i'm you popping a lozenge <laughs> I didn't think that would be so loud. Are you open candy under the table? It's it's a lozenge. <laughs> I'm popping a lozenge. Very unprofessional. I didn't think it would be so loud. <laughs> uh, Wheel of Fortune is a great card, and wheels can be good in CDH, but are sometimes a trap. Our next card is Red Elemental Blast. This is a red mana that says counters a blue spell being cast or destroys a blue card in play that's funny because that answers the question what does this card do <laughs> i love the phrasing yeah it, it was much it was different then it yeah. was just like what does it do there's a blue spell being cast yeah it, it answers a question i think it's a great card i play it all the time i love it that it can kill versus study mystic remora finally we have an answer for <laughs> those cards I know. I've actually been more okay with, like, wanting to use this card in those scenarios as opposed to, like, saving it for protection for my combo just because a lot of times what is winning people the games is their card advantage engine. Yeah. So just kill it if you have the opportunity. Especially if you can kill it while paying for it as well, like paying for the Rhystic Study or something like that. Especially in tournaments. I like these cards a lot more in tournaments just because you'll see a lot more blue decks because blue is better. It's the best color. Uh, yeah. so it's just the best color. And in tournaments, you'll just see a lot more blue, so this card's dead a lot less. And blue got a lot of upgrades in this set, so we'll talk about them in a second. All right. But we're going to keep talking about red. We have to talk about Lightning Bolt. This is an instant that says Lightning Bolt deals three damage to one target. Wait, so this in Lightning Bolt, it references Lightning Bolt, but in Red Elemental Blast, it doesn't re it just, reference It answers a question in Red Elemental Blast, but this card doesn't. It says what it does. It's it a complete by sentence. Name. Yeah. Why was that not the same? That's weird. That is weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, does that mean that I'm the one countering the spell or destroying the blue permanent instead of the red blast? And in this case... I'm not the one dealing three damage. The lightning bolt is. I think when you cast red elemental blast, the card that you cast destroys the blue permanent. But when you cast lightning bolt, it creates a lightning bolt and that lightning bolt does three damage to something. You could not have made that made more sense to me. So thank you. That That's perfect. Okay. The only time that I play Lightning Bolt in CDH right now is when I can loop it. If I'm playing a way to make infinite mana and an eternal witness and a noxious revival or or some way to loop through my deck by drawing cards and Lightning Bolt someone in the face and then I cast eternal witness and maybe within a meal I flicker the eternal witness to get the Lightning Bolt back after I have infinite mana can shoot everyone there. Um, I like it then. It's a fine piece of removal, but on its own as a removal, I don't love it just because there are things that it doesn't hit, which sucks. I agree with you 100% when I'm playing a blue deck. Yeah. But if I'm playing a non-blue deck, I'm much more interested in this because, like, if it's Rocco, I fall really hard to certain creature stacks pieces. And if I don't have bounce spells to get rid of them, I want more doors to get rid of stacks creatures. Yeah, it's it's definitely a card that I think we should see more play, honestly, in CDH, which is kind of funny to say. Like, Lightning Bolt is one of the most iconic red cards of all time. It's fallen out of favor a little bit recently, but I I, I want to start playing it a little bit more. Permanent removal is really good. Yeah, any type of removal, I just I want more access to it. Sacrifice is our next card as we push into the black cards now. 
I legitimately didn't know this card was an alpha when really? I looked up the list. Yeah. Dude, yeah. This card slaps. This card is super cool. Yeah. It says destroy one of your creatures without regenerating it and add to your mana pool a number of black mana equal to creatures casting cost. Creatures casting cost. By the way, there's plenty of space to like fit in the extra words that they left out of this card. <laughs> What's with the inconsistencies? I really don't know. This is a great card with Dargo. I love it in ways that you can cheat on mana cost for your commanders. Finally, Something, a way to break Dargo. Finally. Stuff like Tassiger even. Um, I think this is great in Tassiger. Anala. It's another great combo piece in the Anala line as well. Yeah, it's just another ritual. Um, it's a cool it's a cool name and cool art also, which is very helpful. Yeah, that art is badass. Speaking of badass art, we're going to move on to Demonic Tutor. Put this on top. Put this on him on the background. The pentagram. He has the pentagram on him. Is that what you were doing? That's that's the pentagram. I see it now. You see it now? We're going to get demonetized as fuck. Demonetized? Demonetized. Yeah. I I did that intentionally. (laughs) This card is one in a black for a sorcery. You may search your library for one card and take it into your hand reshuffle your library afterwards yeah you take it take it you take it into your hand does it say into your hand it says take it into your hand Uh, and then reshuffle afterwards yeah so that means shuffle that means you're supposed to shuffle first then find it and then reshuffle that is what that means because you do have to it's implied that you're supposed to shuffle your library first demonic tutor is cool in cdh because oftentimes demonic tutor is just a one card combo especially if your deck can be set up with underworld breach lines use demonic tutor for underworld breach and then and use the Unworld Breach to cast the Demonic Tutor from your graveyard to find Lion's Eye Diamond and use it again to cast the brain, find the Brain Freeze. You can also have it find any of your one-card win conditions. If you're playing Tivit and you have Time Sieve, if you're playing Najila and you want to find Derevi. Again, that's just a one-card win condition then. Demonic Tutor just does it all. It's the second copy of literally every card in your deck, and it's perfect. I would never pl- not play it in a black deck. I totally agree. Yeah? I could be playing against an opponent with Opposition Agent in the Command Zone, and I would put it in my deck. Yeah, I still think it's worth it. In our format, just the way that it's set up, yeah, it's all about advantage. It's not so much about board presence. Um, so spending two mana on no board presence is totally fine because you get to get whatever the fuck you want. And the ceiling of power level in the format is so high. And some tutors make you reveal what you get, but the ability to leave that information secret is super powerful too. Definitely. Yeah, good point. Dark Ritual is our next black card. It's a one mana interrupt, and it says add three black to your mana pool. That's good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I like Dark Ritual. Me too. Animate Dead is next. Yeah. Oh, Re- oh yeah. Good Christ luck. Christ Almighty. Yeah. This all is right. you. You thought of this idea. This is this is all you. I did. Yeah. I'm having fun though. Okay. Uh, this is one in a black for an enchant dead creature. I, l- I like that wording. Let's go back to that. I think we should. Any creature in either player's graveyard comes into play on your side with minus one to its original power. If this enchantment is removed or at the end of the game, target creature is returned to its owner's graveyard. This is so you couldn't steal your buddy's good creature. Oh, dude, I wish it worked like that. Animate that their thing, and that's just your thing now. That's my, hey, Anti was in the game originally, yeah. so I guess It's that, a fair clarification. It is a fair clarification, yeah. Target creature may be killed as normal. Again, you're enchanting a dead creature, so you want to make sure people know it's not a zombie. Yeah, like it can die. That's that for the flavorful. I, I like that to clarify yeah, that it can Doomblade die. Doomblade still hits it. Yeah, well, sometimes. World Gorger Dragon. That's the first thing that comes to mind for C. 
CDH's loops with World Gorger Dragon. Now I think about it more with like um, specific lines with Hordling Broodlord and stuff like that. Yeah, if you're reanimating something in CDH or in Legacy, uh, this has historically just for just forever been the best rate. Two mana to do this besides uh, re actual reanimate, two mana is the cheapest that we kind of get this effect. So any version of it is, is good. Animate Dead is kind of one of the more simpler ones. The only issue that I have with it is that the Animate Dead itself is susceptible to things like Abrupt Decay. But in CDH, the fact that like that lining up is so rare. Do you know what I mean? Like if you Animate Dead a Horling Broodlord, the uh, Abrupt Decay can't kill the Broodlord, but it can kill the Animate Dead, which would still kill the Broodlord. But that doesn't come up very often. No, that's, that's one card, yeah. Do you want to talk about some blue cards? I would love to. Twiddles our first blue card. This card reads really bad, but I think that uh, that mono blue deck would want this. What's the name? What's the name of that fucking <laughs> that fucking Orvald. thing? Orvald. No. Orvald. Yes, that's what it is. Ovaltine. Ovaltine really wants this. Yeah. For one blue, it's an instant. It says caster may tap or untap any one land creature or artifact in play. So now your mono artifacts, you can untap them. Wow. Really unique stuff. I would have loved this effect if I was like like opening packs of alpha at the time and didn't know that this existed and like I had all my artifacts that stayed tap and I could <gasps> do untap them with Twiddle. I would have thought felt I was a genius. Big brain, yeah. If I did this. Yeah. But really that's really the only seed. That's the only reason why this is here, is because Orvar might play it. Yeah. Time Twister's our next card. Wheel of Fortune's good. This one's good, too. Yes, it's for two and a blue. Set Time Twister aside in a new graveyard pile. Shuffle your hand library and graveyard together into a new library and draw a new hand of seven cards, leaving all cards in play where they are. <laughs> opponent must do the same. <laughs> opponent? Yes, opponent must do the same it's just like talk like a caveman they don't oh, say also ditto for you too man it just says opponent must do the same it, it's literally a semicolon and then opponent must do the same <laughs> that's great yeah the wording on these they is made amazing. it as confusing as possible but at the time yeah what did you have to work Honestly, with i'm like less confused because this lets me know that time twister is supposed to stay in my graveyard yeah which is confusing that you kind of like exile it, do this time twistering, and then you put it into your graveyard. That is uh, is strange. But it makes sense because technically time twister is resolving while all of that's going on. So it shouldn't be in your graveyard until it's finished resolving. I like time twister when I'm playing a bunch of wheels or when I'm looping time twister with things like swan song and uh, lightning bolt or something like that. I like time twister when I win two CEDH tournaments in a row. Oh, yeah. And, I, and then you get two of them. Congratulations, Congrats. Ian. Yeah, yeah that's that, fucking awesome. That's fucking insane. Uh, yeah, winning that. Yeah, that's obviously. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Great job. All right, time walk. Do you want to talk about a card that's busted? Yeah. Yeah, this is one in a blue for a sorcery that says take an extra turn after this one. You know, this is the same wording today as it is from 93. They didn't change it at all. Not change. Don't mess with fucking that, perfection, that man. That one worked, yeah. Yeah. I, two mana is the the cheapest rate this ever was. If this was playable on CDH, every blue deck would play it. Totally, yeah. I mean, just look to no banlist CEDH. All those blue decks play that. Another good reason to play vintage. You can play this one in vintage. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I love that card. Here's a card that doesn't see a ton of play in CEDH, but some decks like it. This is Stasis. Stasis is another one. Oh, Winter Orb. You, you say what it is. Yeah, it's one in a blue for an enchantment. Players do not get an untapped phase. Pay blue during upkeep or Stasis is destroyed. So they definitely did have an upkeep step. There was definitely an upkeep step. Yeah. Wait. 
It says pay blue during your upkeep or stasis is destroyed. Excellent. Confirmed there was an upkeep. Yes. Stasis like Winter Orb, if your commander can break parry on it, great. You should do it. Otherwise, maybe not. I have Counterspell on this list. Should this even be on the list? I don't play Counterspell anymore. I, I play Mana Drain and Delay before I would play Counterspell, and I don't know right now that there's many decks I'm looking for a third two-mana unconditional Counterspell. It would be Counterspell, but I don't know what It would be Counterspell, would be, yeah. right? There isn't a th another Arcane one that's better. Arcane Denial sucks, guys. Please stop saying that Arcane Denial is a good Counterspell. It sucks. Stop giving your opponents so many cards. But actually, if you do the math between the card disadvantage that you're giving your other... No, I think so, too. Yeah, Shut no, the I fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I think the card sucks, too. Copy Artifact is an enchantment for one and a blue that says select any artifact in play. Select it. Select it, yes. Not target it, so it gets around Hexproof. This enchantment acts as a duplicate of that artifact, semicolon, enchantment copy is affected by cards that affect either enchantments or artifacts. Enchantment copy remains even if original artifact is destroyed. It's very confusing because the card is called copy artifact, but it keeps saying enchant copy, and it makes me think like enchantments are involved somehow. Enchantments are not involved, and it is not an artifact. It is the enchantment. It enchants an artifact. It's not an artifact. No, it is. It's an artifact? Yeah, it's enchantment copy is affected by cards that affect either enchantments or artifacts. Yeah, because... Whoa, it, that's so stupid. Is that how it works now, too? <laughs> no, what do you mean? It, 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 Except it's an enchantment in addition to its other types. I didn't know that that was a line on this card. That it makes the artifacts an enchantment? I had no... It's never come up for me. I don't think that I knew that either. Because that's always it, like for Dockside, it doesn't count as two, right? Is, is that the Oracle? No, it wouldn't count as the two. The actual text on it says, except it's an enchantment in addition to its other types. What does the Oracle say on it? Enchantment copy is affected by all cards that affect either enchantments or artifacts. Interesting. So it basically makes it both. I didn't know that. But the card type is just enchantment. Right. That's stupid. <laughs> Moving on. Brain Geyser is not seed playing CEDH anymore because old cards like Stroke of Genius are just better. Yeah. So should we move on? I think so. Here's a card that seems really bad. Blue Elemental Blast. Yeah, I agree. This card's bad. Yeah, this is a blue for an interrupt. It counters a red spell being cast or destroys a red spell in play. Does, does it say it like that? It says it just like that. It's, is it worded like the red elemental blast? Yes, it is. It's worded the same way. Okay. Same way. Answers the question. It answers the question. Why this is bad is because there are only three to seven cards that come up in tournaments that this actually deals with. And 100% of the time, Force of Will also deals with those things. So just focus in on good, more broad counter spells instead of like one singleton answers because that's how you lose games is by having the wrong card in your hand at the wrong time. I would much rather have mana drain than this, even with the extra mana cost. This is just too narrow, I think. Even though it hits powerful things, doesn't hit a lot of things. You want your spells to be active all the time, not specifically very powerful and then never good ever besides that time. Yeah, I totally agree. Ancestral Recall is the final blue card we're going to talk about. This is a blue. It says draw three cards or force opponent to draw three cards. Important aspect of it. It is, yeah, because now it says target player, which means that it can be deflecting swatted. Oh, interesting. That would make it kind of interesting in CDH, but still every blue deck would play it. Every blue. It's an unmulliganer, right? Like, it's technically a cantrip in CEDH because you're just 
drawing one card for each opponent. It, it's what a good cantrip would look like in CDH. <laughs> it really should be unbanning commander for that reason. Yeah, I think you're totally right about that. And it makes, again, mulliganing look so much better because you just go from four cards back up to seven. So you essentially unmulligan yourself. It's a, it's a very powerful. But I would love to deflecting swap this and just like for free draw three. Yeah. That sounds so good. I think that's funny that it would actually like there's fun, interesting play with it in the format if it was to be unbanned. We should unban it. We yeah. should not unban it. I don't think anything should be unbanned or banned. Format's great. The format should stay the same as it is. Yes. Don't touch it. We're speaking in jest when we talk of banning these cards because they're banned. Swords to Plowshares is the first white card that we'll talk about. Swords to Plowshares is a white mana instant that says target creature is removed from the game entirely. Gone. Return to opponent's deck only when the game is over. Creature's controller gains life points equal to creature's power. Why do they talk like cavemen, I feel like? Uh, this card, I think, is an auto-include in white decks right now. I think it maybe wasn't always, but right now, every white deck, I want to play swords. Yeah, me too. I mean, creatures are just becoming more and more important. Yeah. And when if you need a way to deal with Orcish Bowmaster, like, this is the perfect way to do it. Gets it out of the game, can't be brought back with anything, like a um uh regrowth effect so and it's the best rate like it's just it's better than path tag well you know what to be honest i have been playing path to exile sometimes over this card but i think i should be playing both there are a lot of times where path to exile just straight up does it there are no basics in their deck and it just doesn't there's no downside yeah especially in tournament settings there's a lot less monocolor decks that are coming up and even like two color decks if you're playing tainted packs like you have a little bit more of a greedy mana base a lot of the time so I can see how Path to Exile is just generally a little bit better. But even still, if you're trying to win with like Thoracle Demonic Consultation, who cares about the life? Why even mitigate the potential for someone to have a basic? Yeah, definitely. I agree. We have one last card we're going to talk about. We're there. We're at the end. We're at the end here. Of, yeah. Of the, probably one of the most powerful sets of all time, which is kind of funny. We always talk about power creep, and yet this set is like remains i mean there are some of the weakest cards of all time in the set also you know, that's also true yeah <laughs> but it, it's it's sandwiched really yeah. you have like the best the worst and the best then balance is oh. the next card yeah we we kind of saved the best for last actually yeah read this nightmare of a for card. one in a for one in a white sorcery it says whichever player has more lands in play must discard enough lands of his or her choice to equalize the number of lands both players have in play. It says equalize? Yes, it says equalize. Did you, did you get that whole thing? Okay, yeah. Because then it says cards in hand and creatures in play must be equalized the same way. <laughs> creatures lost in this manner may not be regenerated extra nail in the coffin right there i love it no regeneration i fucking love Buried. this card yeah. uh yeah i wish this card was was unbanned in commander for cdh purposes it would be a nightmare i understand that it is i mean when i say i wish i don't really mean that i don't actually think they should be unbanned but if i had my magic wish of choosing one card that i just really want to play with balances that card what makes it great too is that it doesn't affect artifacts in play so what made this really good was like your opponents had no artifacts in play but you did if you could break parity on this card it was devastating but i think that would make this even better in casual than it would be in cedh the damage for casual would just be way too much i think yeah, yeah it would just destroy a lot of games talk about like like it's the typical like uh, i think there's some issues people have with farewell type cards balances a thousand times more powerful than farewell do we want to talk about that 
Farewell is fine. Farewell is totally fine. Thanks so much for watching. What cards in Alpha did we miss? This card's Sarah Angel. What the? This is the strongest Whoa. creature out of the whole set. It's as the size of a crown. Oh my God. Thanks so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $100 patrons. Mark Cirillo, Zachary Nelson, She Doesn't Even Go Here, Joey Aarons, SoCal Acura, Stormageddon, Cool Bean Man, Luke Cook, AJ Alwosebi, Demon of Ross Grease, Kawaja A. Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby Jeebus. If you want to pick up any of our merch, like this fucking awesome Jack and Jill shirt, you can do that at the link down below. Speaking of awesome, make sure you go thank Dragon Shield for supporting the show by using our affiliate link down below to pick up all of your Dragon Shield Need products. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for more content. Thank you for watching and listening. See you next time. Dalton Potis, Kadonis, Lutri's Dad, Justin, Man Solo, Malette, Pedro, Jacob Depp, Michael Ballou, Yarn Wild Fang, Thomas Boyo, Swampy McGee, David Nelson. Hello! Hello! No, no, no. Right, let, me, let me pull my skin on. Let's get rid of the double chin by doing this. Hey, boss. We found this guy out in the yard listening in. Unique New York. How do you feel? How oh, I feel, baby. Your scar looks pretty badass. I know, right? <laughs> it's fucking, it looks a lot better than it did the other day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.